Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. I think we're up, Brandon. How's it going, man? How you doing on this nice little uh, Friday, I guess, afternoon right now? <laughs> oh, I'm doing good, Chris. I'm um, just enjoying it. I went outside today, and it is a beautiful day. So I think I have a four-year-old. So I think my evening is going to be, um, you know, doing the tricycle or no, the bike with the training wheels or a scooter or something. Oh, That's man. what I think I'm going to do today. Busy afternoon. Um, so well, speaking of being outside and everything, so I know you started with a coffee shop at one point and that was kind of following your dreams and that was in Chicago, correct? Is that where you're yeah, looking yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. what was the, uh, what was the thing behind it? What did, why'd you want to open up a coffee shop? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people ask that. And, and one of it was, I'm, I'm a person that wants to change the world, make a difference in the world. And I think a lot of people do. It's why they go into their business Sure. usually as they find a problem and they want to do something about that problem, right? Yeah. So for us, learning about the coffee industry, we're people of faith. We were like, okay, so churches go and buy Starbucks and or whatever, crappy coffee, and then they oppress people uh, at the time. And I'm like, um, how about we don't oppress people while we're trying to help people, um, right? And uh, that was something that I thought was you know, why we went into it, ethical economics and community building, building a community like Cheers. So we got into it. We were idealistic entrepreneurs. Uh, We started in 2011. We started our business plan in 2008, probably not the best time to 
write a business plan sure. or even get into that. Most people said, you cannot do it. It's going to, it's not going to work. And um, we made it happen because, you know, don't tell a business owner or entrepreneur that they can't do it, especially someone like me, who's a former Marine. Uh, I will push, I will make it happen. And luckily I have a, a really smart lady behind me uh, that um, is my wife sure. who is, who makes it happen. So. Yeah. I'd say somebody telling you you can't do something is definitely a little bit of extra motivation, especially being a former Marine. Like you just said that, you yeah. know, that's also adding fuel to the fire right there. Right. Oh yeah. Then, then we're like, Oh, you want to uh, prove, I'll prove you wrong. For sure. Uh, and that's where I tell a lot of people, if they go into any business or any, even, I mean, you said that like running a podcast, mm-hmm. right. Doing a podcast. Some of the time people see the, the Instagram thing, Right. And they're like, oh, look, that's so awesome. But they don't see the staying up at night or the pain, you know, that goes alongside it. And sometimes we need to acknowledge that as business owners, that it's not always, uh, you know, butterflies and unicorns. Yeah. yeah there are unicorns sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. It called the iceberg theory where people see only the good stuff at the top, but like not none of the stuff below the water where like you just said, the yeah. pain and late nights and the stress and everything you're doing just to keep from going crazy and keep the business afloat, you know? And, and that's one of the, um, I guess that's one of the myths of, you know, with social media and businesses, everyone thinks that everything is always so like you just said, rainbows, rainbows and unicorns, but they don't really know exactly what it takes to put into work. And then when they see, this is just me generally speaking though, when they start to see, you know, go through these obstacles and you see these walls yeah. and stuff, it's like immediately like, well, maybe I don't want to be a business owner anymore. Maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Oh, I had so many people in the coffee shop years that they loved the idea of starting a coffee shop. And the, the term I hate the most uh, when people ask me this uh, I will, I just get, it cringes. Uh, so please don't ask me this, but when they say, can I just pick your brain? Oh, uh, wow. And they, and then they don't buy coffee. They come in, mm-hmm. they don't buy coffee and they want to learn all the things that they could short circuit it. And that's good if you're going to pay for it, I guess. But, uh, that was just really annoying when, and somebody would ask that I'm like, um, yeah, there, there's some things and I'll tell them. I've say the same things that I say now that I did years ago when I had the coffee shop. Yeah. I have someone else say basically the same thing that you just said. And and that never really occurred to me that, you know, when I don't want to say it's insulting, but you know, if you go up and ask, okay, Brandon, can I pick your brain about, you know, how you got everything started and stuff you're given and it's, it's good and bad. I'm, I'm kind of on the, well, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of, now that I say it out loud, I'm kind of on the fence about it, but you know, if I were you, you know, somebody's asking to give away, or receive all this information that you did for free when you were putting in yeah. blood, sweat and tears to get everything going. It's like, well, you know, I, you don't want to tell all your secrets and you want to, you, and then you, I think I want to help people, but you know, also that, you know, you don't want them to take almost advantage of you at the same time. Does that kind of make sense? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why the coaching, why I started a coaching arm of my business. Uh, and now everybody became coaches, but uh, I was like, all right, can I just pick your brain? Yeah, here it is. Uh, $5,000 and you can pick my brain all you want. Exactly. Um, right. Yeah. And then no one wanted to buy that. I mean, they wouldn't buy a cup of coffee. Um, right. But 
And I, I think that part of the thing, what what we learned in this was, man, we we interned under somebody else before we even launched into the coffee shop. Yeah. We uh, also went through a lot of pain. Our second year of the business sucked. It's actually 10 years um, from that year. Uh, and my, my wife's, her birthday was just the other day and she's been kind of reflective, right? And where was I at 10 years ago? Sure. 10 years ago, we had a miscarriage, uh, our, our, um, marriage almost fell apart because of some of that stuff. Finances sucked. Uh, even though, you know, on the outside, it looked great. Um, uh, my, I had appendicitis that year. Uh, my cat died. My grandmother died. My father-in-law or my, no, my mother-in-law had a stroke that year. It was just horrible. And I'm, I'm not talking about the business. Right. At all. Right. That, That's and people will, will come in and be like, how's life? And you're like, well, it sucks. <laughs> uh, and you know, you can't really say that because that's not really what brings in, you know, you have to be smiling if you're serving coffee, I guess. So they come back. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was a hard, hard year. And what I always tell people in, in starting anything is know that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that you're called to it because it's going to suck sometimes. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, second thing is have a team around you that cares about you. Right. Right. That's so important. Not just Can't coffee shop, yeah. uh, but people that are like, how's your marriage? That asking those questions. That's who we leaned on for that during those years. And then know your numbers. Um, we thought we were doing everything right uh, in those years. And, and we learned um, we were doing it at the expense of ourselves. You know, being a former Marine, like you said, you know, and going through all the stuff you just did and having a tough time with a the business there for a while and stuff. I mean, did that kind of help build your mindset to keep pushing and keep, you know, staying strong and just, you know, Hey, I know what is it? It gets darker before it gets the dawn or whatever the yeah. saying is. Yeah. So was that kind of where you built your mindset at or was it just your life experiences or life path? I think that's some, um, yeah, definitely. Like I'm a, you know, I'll overcome the odds and most people were just a bunch of, I don't know what I call pansies sometimes Yeah, where we, where we don't know how to get through it. And, and here's the thing, uh, as I ran into this and sold that business, we sold the coffee shop because, uh, things were changing and, and it just wasn't what I wanted anymore. Right. We think we're going to get into something and we're going to love it forever. I commit everything, give it a five years, no burn the bridges. Right. That kind right. of thing. Right. Right. But also give yourself grace to step away. And so, we we had had a flood in our business. Literally, uh, um, uh, the roof was off and and it rained and and the store was literally falling apart. I got called by the staff uh, and found out at that point in time my wife was also pregnant. We just didn't know until a month later that she was pregnant, going through water of stormwater uh, and and just the. The challenges of of that, I knew personally, uh, I could handle the pain. You know, I could eat ramen all day long and you yeah. know, do that stuff. Uh, however, when you have a newborn, things change, right? For sure. Uh, and so we we pivoted and sold the business, but we were able to sell it because of the things we had done previously. And then a lot of times, people are comparing their business to an adult business. Right. Um, 
whenever I was uh, in the first few years of the coffee shop, it's an infant, right? Yeah. Uh, Same with my business now. It's four years old, just like my son, right? My son is four. A business is very similar. In the beginning, and you're wiping its ass, you're doing all kinds of stuff that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And then they start doing, um, they start doing things on their own. Right. And you, and that's the same development of a, of a business. But a lot of people want to avoid the crappy time learning, right? Right. Some- um, to, to get past. Anyway, um, it's very similar. So uh, sometimes, uh, and I talk to business owners and entrepreneurs who are newly early stages, they got to go through the crap, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Did you always think you were going to be an entrepreneur or is this just <laughs> something that you're just kind of just like, I'm going to give it a shot. Um, I knew I wanted to make a difference in the coffee shop world. And, and I also knew when I was in the Marine Corps, I wasn't very good at just being a yes man. Mm. Uh, and I also, when we sold the business, uh, my wife was like, well, we're having a kid and we're selling the business. So you need to go get a job. <laughs> and I was like, uh, that's not going to happen. I don't know. Who. And so I, I actually interviewed, uh, my, my mentor now mentor, I interviewed to work for him and he, he didn't hire me. Um, yeah. and I was like, um, why, why not? And he said, you're too entrepreneurial. I was like, well, thanks. I've given you lots of clients. I think I can do it. But he was like, you can't fit in the box of what I want you to do. And then he came back two months later and he was like, I have an idea. How about you start your own agency and and I'll uh, mentor you and help you build it? Uh, because he knew I would screw up his box. Mm. You know, So he he saw something that was really good. Um, and, and so I became a, what I call an out of house associate, uh, with him, get the, all the goods, but, uh, but I create my own everything. Right. Yeah. So here's a question I'd like to get your thoughts on that. You know, one time I forgot I was in, you know, I interview or, or interview a lot of different entrepreneurs on here. And yeah. I've had one tell me that you build a business to just to sell the business. What do you think about that? I, I think there is some really good logic behind there. Um, but I don't think that we should just be building to sell all the time um, because um, that is, that's almost not healthy. It's just building big corporations. And, and then we're like stuck with, you know, everybody um, buying from Taco Bell or something, you know, that's, sure. I don't know if you remember that movie, Demolition Man, yep. old movie. I know but, but I'm like, no, but at the same time, you do need to reverse engineer. You have, you plan to work there forever. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you build a business that is sellable, right? That's part of the the thing I think with, I'm a profit first certified cash flow management certified. There's business owners that fall on two camps. They are either not paying themselves at all. Right. Okay. And they're like, oh, sure. They'll keep investing into the business. They'll never pay themselves. All right. And then the other camp that overpays themselves and, and they starve the business. Yeah. I was the one that was uh, not paying myself fairly. Uh, my coffee shop business name was Overflow, but mm-hmm. I wasn't overflowing and helping us. Uh, and I thought that was 
that was bad and you know not helpful and then there's the other ones let's just make it huge and and there's a balance between the two right yeah no i, I agree with you that i was kind of on the fence about that too that it seems like you know, a lot of people who want to start a business or, you know, like you said, make a difference in some sort, you know, they're, they find their passion and that's what they want to start to make a business out of, whether it be, you know, woodworking, coffee shop, you know, I don't know anything else like that, but, you know, fixing old motors, motorcycles, but, you know, just to build that up and you, you know, like we were talking about, you know, you, from a child perspective, you know, you born, you get it born and um, you build, watch it grow up a little bit. Then you watch it go on its own. But, you know, a lot of people still want to be invested with that. And so to speak, because like I said, it's their passion, but just to sell it, unless it's one of those people that just want to sell it and restart. They just love the idea of selling it off and recreating something again, which well, I it's a lot harder than people say too. Right. Cause selling a business and I've done this right. Doing the valuation. Yeah. Um, let's say you have a hardware store, right? And you've built that hardware store and you're ready to sell it. Like, you know, the, these boomers that have built that, right? Right, 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 right. How many people are going to, how many people are in the market to buy a hardware store? Not that many, right? The, the competition is, you know, uh, the big business, right? Uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, right? Of course. So some people are like thinking it's going to work. And it's not, you know, so, so it's a hard way. That's why I, I have non-correlated assets for my retirement. My, okay. my retirement is not just the, the business that I'm going to sell if I sell it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it just in, in your, you know, I guess it's kind of devil's advocate or what, but in your perspective now, I mean, if somebody was wanting to start out and make a hardwood store right now and compare it to those, you know, big box brands, I mean, is it almost impossible to do in today's times or is it just what you put in it was what you'll get out of it? You think? Yeah. I, I wish it was that. Uh, and I do think that there's a, there is a challenge in our capitalistic world. Right. So, um, and why I'm in the, I, I do a thing called infinite banking. Right. Okay. But you think about it, um, buying, this is just buying, uh, let's say a brick and mortar business. Right. Um, the buying power that, um, bigger companies have just to buy things at wholesale versus me with a mom and pop shop. Sure. Right. It's going to cost me more. Of course. And taxes and everything else. Right. Just on that. Because if you, it's, it's like that bulk discount thing, yeah. you, you get more. And then we wonder why the big businesses have an advantage. Well, it's just on labor cost alone. And all of that is just um challenging right um and so then we build systems like tech systems that we don't have to deal with people right <laughs> all that stuff um but it's just a it is hard and and we are challenged even though america will say yeah we are for small businesses i'm like yeah but if if the big guys can get a tax break easy yeah. and we can't you know that that's not even i mean think about this and and loan cost right mm -hmm. if you're a small business owner how easy is it to get a loan i'm right? not sure yeah it's very difficult yeah. right if you're an 18 year old going to college how easy is it to get a loan very easy and i'm like who's smarter and who's you know anyway um that whole system is jacked up to me it is yeah and you know and i don't want to 
we don't have to go down this rabbit hole, but you know, that's an issue is that, you know, you give an 18 year old, almost a six figure loan, depending on what college they want to go. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think I can't remember what the stat was. I read the other day, but San Diego state university was like $70,000 a year. And right. I, think was, I think that was in state. And I was like, my gosh, you know, that's a quarter mil easily right there. And, right. They, and you're setting up these kids coming out of college, 2022 20, for, I don't know. That's not setting them up for success in my opinion. And, and, and it's one, one thing that I found out too, that, it's the one loan that you cannot file bankruptcy on. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I mean, how's well, that? Supposed to be and that's again, I, I'm in the infinite banking world uh, is using properly designed whole life insurance, which is people will already shut me off. Cause they're like, Oh, he's going to talk about life insurance and all of that. But, but here's why I'm in this industry is I knew my biggest risk was me okay. in my business. My biggest asset was me too in my business. And so I wanted to be able to insure myself and make sure my wife isn't screwed if if I died having a heart attack because of the staff is stupid, right? Um, right. That that's possible. Anxiety, all that stuff. So so we were saving in this vehicle, and then we were able to access the cash value in that policy to be able to pay off high interest debt um a trip that flood that happened right right i used my cash value as an emergency fund so i could overcome and ultimately sell the business right, right. which was really cool and now i'm using the exact same funds creating a, that properly designed whole life insurance to i did a down payment on my house nice to buy my my personal residence then i had no pmi insurance right? Because I did 20% down, paid that back because I want to be smart as a business owner and, and pay back the bank, if you will. That's That was me in that regard. And I'm reusing that same money as I'm building to buy a commercial real estate building for my office. Okay. So I call this the and asset. I created, used one asset, my savings component to create a real estate thing that I'm going to own Right. Makes sense. Okay. And and my staff is going to be there working. So that's going to be three assets created out of one that I've built up. All right. So not only me, but let's explain infinite banking a little bit more. So is it kind of like borrowing it, borrowing from yourself? Yeah. Okay. So so infinite banking, and you want to work with somebody who understands it, right? That's why I love this and why I kept sending my clients to my mentor early in the years, not my clients, but um, not they are his clients, but friends. Sure. And, uh, and I was like, man, this is really helpful for me because I was saving and I would able, able to access the cash value in that policy at a lower interest rate, right? Because uh, what banks do is you go to a bank and you put the savings account in, uh, money in there, they're going to loan it back out at 20% to somebody else. Okay. So the cost of money is lower so i can access that at a lower interest rate while my money is compounding in there it's not a replacement of investment my biggest investment is my business right okay but it's where i can do my savings and build some liquidity at the same time because i'm i don't know if you can tell i'm not close to 59 and a half um i don't want to walk my money up for a while um I want to be able to access and use it as things happen. Cause 
shit, when I started this, I did not think I was going to leave the coffee shop world. I thought I was going to do this forever yeah, or that forever. Why don't, and you know, I'd never heard of the term infinite banking before Yeah, you and I started talking. So, and then I was also speaking with somebody else on here who it's kind of the same deal with borrowing from yourself, but you can borrow out of your 401k, yeah. your IRA tax-free and penalty-free for, I forgot how, how many years it was, but in order, and you could start a business or a side thing that you're wanting to do. But like a lot of people don't seem to know these type of things that they think the normal route is going to borrowing from a bank and taking out these ridiculous loans and yeah. high interest. And I, I don't do a lot with the 401k thing. And the main reason was because I'm a business owner Okay. and shoot matching my 401k with myself just doesn't make sense. Okay. Uh, and there's a lot of gotchas that the government can you could screw up on if you don't watch out, if you don't have a right partner to help you. Um, but like the reason I think that people don't know this or what's happening is because who controls the the narrative, right? Dave Ramsey has said, buy term, invest the rest, right? And our business name is, is Grandma's Wealth Wisdom. Okay. Um, and the tagline is sometimes intelligence skips a generation. Because if you think about it, the market has been up and to the right. You know, we're having some downs. Volatility is going to happen. But look at everybody. Are Is that better off? Are we doing okay? Same with inflation. It almost mirrors uh, what the market has done. And I'm like, all right, uh, with the advent of consumerism, banks have figured this out. They'll say, oh, you deserve it. Here's a credit card. Go buy that car and and do all this and and we do and we take it and I'm like maybe that's not the best way and they charge us twenty percent right sure. if if you have debt right think about this if you have a credit card and you're paying the minimum payments and it's twenty five percent interest you are working for a bank for twenty five percent of the time for free yeah yeah that's one thing that I've I thought, you know, it took me a while to figure out, but I don't think a lot, I'm generally speaking, of course, that a lot of people don't know the difference between principal and interest. Yep. Yeah. Or um, simple interest versus compounding interest. Yeah. Uh, annualized monthly, annualized daily. Mm. Uh, you oh. know, all of those things, because you can look and you say, oh, it's 2% interest on my student loans. How's it annualized? How much is it? And how come I can never pay this off? <laughs> uh, and you're like, oh, well, it's because the banks, and I believe in the, some of the systems, they, this, this colleges, they make a lot of money off of people getting in this, having student, student loans, right? Sure. They're not going to. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Educate you uh, on that because then that would mean you might not do it, right? Yeah. Um, it's a cash flow thing. So I don't know, but but I do think infinite banking having that person that properly designed life insurance is bedrock you know not not i won't say that for everybody that's why you have to like go through an analysis and figure this out right for yourself right but i believe that most people are just just taking blindly advice from this person and that person and they're not actually asking the questions what do i want my life to look like yeah well it's one of those things that yeah, they don't ask the questions. And, you know, being, being a, and I can speak from experience, you know, when I was going through college and everything that, you know, I just knew that I wanted to go to college and whether it was loans or whatever, that's just like, yeah, whatever, just give me whatever I have to sign and I'll do it. You yeah. Know? And that, you know, you don't really think about it at the time that even though you might, some people might be lucky and have people like you in their life to educate them and like, hey, this is what's really going on as far as payments and things. But, um, you know, there's a story that, you know, I had someone in my life at one point and I hope I'm not oversharing or anything, but we were talking one day and they went, you know, way further than I did past match or their master's degree to get yeah. a doctor. Right. And went to private schools and all this good stuff to get, which were insanely more expensive. And, and they were just like, I'm probably never going to pay it back in my whole life, but yep. I've just came to terms with that and I've accepted it. I was like, damn, how, I mean, how could you even have that? Yeah. Had them in your head that you were just going, I'm just paying this off for the rest of my life. And then they put us backwards. So then what happens here, here's the, you ever heard of, uh, Dave Ramsey, he has the, um, yelling I'm debt free thing. Right. 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 And, and he goes and and I call it the debtor staircase and the saver staircase. So a debtor will, um, go and, you know, they take on debt. And then they get to zero and then they yell, I'm debt free. I'm like, well, dude, you just got back to where you started, really. Uh, why are we? I mean, that's exciting. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you're debt free, but you got to zero, not to a million, uh, not to anything, but you got back to ground zero. Right. Uh, and then the saver. So that's going up. Right. And and you just try and get or going down and then going back up. The saver saves all this money and then they spend it right to 
do their stuff and they're like, oh, I'm better. Right. And even interest rates suck. Right. I mean, like, why would you put it into a savings account to wait? And it's hard. So anyway, uh, so the saver says they're better, but they got back to zero. Sure. What I like about what I do is it's a wealth creating tool because I'm putting it into the policy. It's going to grow up into the right. I access the money and I'll pay it back, but it'll, it'll go down a little bit, right? Because it's capital, right? Right. But I'll pay it back and it's going to build uninterrupted compounding. This is a wealth creation piece. Do you have, we a certain, have to think different? Do you have a certain amount of time you have to pay that back in or? Yeah, you're, you are the bank, if you will, right? <laughs> you are the one that makes the terms of service. That's cool. So okay. what, what I like about this is I can control the terms. It's 5% simple interest on the loan. Yeah. Uh, and what's cool uh, in these properly designed whole life, they call it non-direct. I'm using technical language, right? But non-direct recognition. So your money grows as if you never touched it, right? And then it's kind of like a HELOC. Um, you're taking an advance from your death benefit or Dave Ramsey will say it's both, it's, you know, whatever. I'm like, well, no, it's an advance of your death benefit. This is what, what you're doing when you access the cash value. Um, and, and so it's the general fund from the insurance company. So they're giving you a loan from that. You are the collateral kind of like a HELOC, you know, you take a equity line of credit from your house. Yeah. That's a, uh, taking that out. The, the collateral is the house, right? Okay. The difference, I'm is, with you. the difference is it's you are, are the collateral, if you will, if you died. So let's say I, I bought this property and I'm, I'm about to, and I, I take out a hundred grand, but my death benefit is, um, I don't know, 106 million or something like that, whatever. I don't know what the, de my death benefit is anymore. Gotcha. Um, well, if I died, they would subtract a hundred thousand and my wife would get 1.5. No. Right. And then the loan is done. Whereas if I used conventional way of thinking, uh, I died, my wife would be like left and, you know, with whatever I might've bought term, but the problem is I see older people who still need the coverage, but they can't get it. And so I love working with young people because thinking like a bank, realizing the cash flow system, right. Yeah. And just being smart. Right. That's, that's the main thing. Was it one of those things, even working with young people, you know, where they can afford to take a little bit more bigger risk? Sometimes I think, I think like rate of return is one of those things in the world where we're saying, we're thinking we're making a lot. Right. And I think the average rate of returns in wall street is like almost a lie um, because averages don't mean anything. You can, because you could have a hundred up, a hundred down, hundred up, hundred down. Your average is twenty five percent, but you made no money, right? And I'm like, well, that's that's misleading, and that's why we're looking at and saying, okay, theoretically, all these people were going to be great with the four hundred one ks and everything else, but how did that actually work out? Now, I'm all for taking risks, but not understand what you're in. If you're in real estate. You know, all the real estate is different, right? If you're doing day trading, you're going to act differently than you would if you're 
doing it for the long haul. Right. 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 But oftentimes we're told, Hey, it's all one thing. This is it. And, and we apply, apply it all together. And if, if a financial advisor says it's one way, or even like the Dave Ramsey thing, most of the time, as I talk to people, usually my answer is frustrating to them. And it, and the answer is it depends. Ooh. They, they want to be told what to do, not, you know, just yeah. depends on the situation. Right. But the problem is like, again, how'd that work out for most people? Most people are screwed. Right. Sure. Uh, we need to like think for ourselves. There is no do overs. How do we build a good foundation? Because guess what? Things are going to happen. They, they call these black swan events. Right. And, yeah. and black swan events are COVID. Right. Sure. But then there's also black swan events that happen on a more local level, like a flood in your business. <laughs> right. Uh, that I was like, this was not, it didn't affect my neighbor. Right. And I did not, it wasn't a hurricane. Right. But it, it was pretty traumatic. That's why insurance is helpful. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's talking about like real estate and, you know, black swan events and, you know, we're experts are saying that we're leading up to a recession again. Right. That is it, you know, it should one, especially at a young age or even an older age, should be even thinking about right now to see because, uh, you know, getting into something as far as even real estate or starting a business. Or is it one of these things that, you know, maybe we should wait, see what plays out and then maybe catch the next wave of something. Does that kind of make sense? Uh, I will tell you my answer that I just said is it depends. OK, <laughs> I am I am buying a real estate property as we speak. Right. Um, but I've also thought about it. And I'm, I'm know my cash flow numbers and I know what I'm doing there. Sure. Um, is there going to be a downturn? Yeah. Is there going to be an upturn? Yes. Um, and the problem is, and, and will there be a lot of rich people made during this recession? Yes. Cause if they have access to capital, that's when you do make a lot of money. Sure. Um, but the problem is if we're risking, and, and this is the problem in our world. They say no risk, no reward, right? <laughs> well, that's great. But here you go. If you go to the casino, you can risk all day long and you can lose a lot. Exactly. Uh, and you say, well, no risk, no reward. But typically the house wins in those places. Most of the time. Market will do fine. Yeah. You might lose uh, and you might win. Right. But But looking mm-hmm. and again at this Instagram lifestyle, looking and saying, how can I be like this guy who knew what he was doing, analyzed, and he's a day trader. That's very different than, you know, because I even talked to somebody on the way walking today. Yeah. And they're like, what do you think about AMC stock? And what should I do about it? I'm like, I don't know. To the moon. <laughs> um, I'm like, it, it, I have no idea uh, what to do right now on that. And I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point too. I mean, it's like knowing the market and like what you were saying, you know, you know, your assets, you know, your cash flow, you know, you do your own research and you're smart about everything, you know, and that's one of the, seems like the people who, like you said, that do really well for themselves can, you know, in a, was it a bear market or a bull market? They can still know how to make money. And, yeah. but they're like, they're smart about it. You know, they're just not going in there just because they read a, tweet that says oh amc is going to the moon bye 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 you know and i think today i have a buddies who, who or a couple of buddies who watch this stuff 
pretty uh pretty on the uh, relevant that now bad bed bath and beyond is going to be the new GameStop. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, I didn't read that one today yeah well i think it came out earlier this week and now every i don't you know and this is probably off some random reddit forum and that they're saying but you know we're that wall street bets who made uh gamestop go up so high last time that oh yeah we got a whole bed bath and beyond stock and but yeah it's well, and all the while it's big businesses getting bigger and we're betting that they get better or worse and we and here's the thing all on these short-term gains is screwing our long-term future personally, I think. Right. And, and I just worry about that of, Hey, we're just trying to win today, regardless of the consequences of tomorrow. And, and I just, I worry about that sometimes. Right. How do you mean like worried about the future? Like, like, I don't know the uh, economy, right? Like we've been so big and, and even this, I think about um, capitalism and and I, I think of it similar to the idea of somebody who is overeating, right? So if you keep eating, guess what happens? You get fat. You get fat. And then what happens is you get on a CPAP machine and they give you all kinds of medications and all this other stuff that happens to keep us alive, sure. which is great. We have all those great services, which is, you know, lots of money in the medical world. But think about it. 30 years ago, we didn't we weren't even like consum- consumerism built uh, over the past 30 years, really 40 years. Right. Um and the way we show success is how much are we consuming, right? That's a good we point. Keep, we keep consuming. And if you keep consuming, what happens? You get fat. And we cannot maintain that from a healthy lifestyle. And I believe that like, even the Fed doing its things, right, we have to look at it and say, is that a... a pharmaceutical basically that they're giving us to make sure we don't die um what are they doing to keep us going and i i think that oftentimes we're spending more than we make we don't know how to build a good stability pyramid from our finances and we aren't thinking logical now i'm not saying you don't risk or you don't make money on some of that yeah but man i mean think about it eating chocolate is great in moderation Right. And not all of that. So anyway, I, I think a lot about that stuff because it's important. It's both safety and risk. It's it's not just one or the other. Um, but our our economy, in my opinion, is sick. Um and and we know it, right? Correct. Yeah, that's so, like I said, like where a lot of people are predicting another recession right now. But I mean, when you said you know, like that, and that's a good point. I never really thought about it this way about overeating, and then you get fat, obviously. And is that where the term, you know, the bubble's going to burst? Kind of like you know, yeah, you I think, I think, so. and then all of a sudden, it, you know, you can only consume so much until something bursts, right? Yeah, and and I don't know when, and it'll be something. And and here's the thing: no one can predict it. It will come out of nowhere when it happens, like COVID did. Yeah. Uh, right. And and it will happen, and people will be like, "Oh, I didn't know." Because all those projections and and uh, even you know reading some of the Wall Street journals and any of this, it's all fear based, right? 
I don't want to operate in that. Um, our our thoughts in what we do in the financial services is the world is in chaos. It's confusing. It's haphazard. It's anxious. It's overwhelming and it's stressful. Right. Doing taxes is chaos. Right. Sure. Um, what we don't want is that. Right. And so people are all in chaos and we're told, do this, do this, do that. And we're fractured. Right. Uh, and so what we need to do is go to this, what I call the still method. And this is setting your sights, tracking your in and out. Right. Not just putting it in a 401k and saying, oh, yeah, company match, because no one ever tracks it. Right. They They think it's great. My company's doing this. They don't know how much they put in. Right. But if you know how to track it, you can tell if you're losing, winning or losing. Right. And then if if the market's going down, people are like, don't look at it. Don't worry about it. And the market's going up. It's okay. Uh, and some of it I call that, and I'll go back to the still, but I call that like an abusive relationship. You know, when you're in an abusive relationship, we're told, you know, it'll get better. It'll work. You know, don't worry about it. And if we were thinking about that from a, like a, a a wife that's being abused, right. We would think different. And I wonder if sometimes our economy is very similar to that. And we don't even think about it because we are in that negative relationship and, and there's these bias that we, we need to keep thinking it and we'll, we'll just keep going at, at it. And we'll deal with the recession again and again and again, because there's no other way out. And I think there is a way out, but um, so anyway, um, that was going off, but the still method is set your sights, track your in and out, inspect your progress. Like actually after you track, you inspect, right? Look for 1% adjustments. We don't just get there overnight, right? It's those 1% micro adjustments that get us there. That, that business owner, that, building to sell, but it's micro adjustments that got them to be able to sell, right? It didn't just start there and maybe you sell, maybe not, but it's 1% adjustments and then live deliberately. Too many people are haphazard with their portfolios, their finances, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're not deliberate. And we wonder why we're all unhappy because it's all correlated. It's all interconnected, right? And living deliberately and reverse engineering my life yeah and that includes my money is going to tell me you know because if i do the still method it's not just hey what kind of husband do i want to be what kind of uh, father right and i do that and say all right am i doing the things to get me to where i want to be is that one percent adjustment is that a rule of thumb in the finance world and the reason i'm asking is that it's just because and i've i've heard this and you know i'm pretty ignorant when it comes to the finance world, but that, you know, as far as a day trading perspective that you should try to make at least 1% of your account every day and compound that. Yeah. And I'm not in the day trading world to really know much. Right. Um, And I think that again, maybe if, if that's the money you can afford to lose and you can make better moves, yeah, make some adjustments, right. It's the same principles, but I know in the day trading thing, you could lose it all tomorrow, right? For, for sure. Um, and I, I was listening to somebody on uh, recently of, you know, the the people that play blackjack, they know how to count cards, right? And they know that there's a percentage that they will lose. Sure. Right? And so knowing the percentages is super important. 
But the problem is we're so busy, overwhelmed that we don't even look at it. And so for me, I think it's building your foundation, your safety, so you can take bigger risks, right? And yeah. and we build that. Life insurance is really powerful because then I can use my cash value to go bet things on on the market or do day trading or whatever, if, as long as I know what I'm doing a little Correct. bit. Correct. But take money off the table is what I kind of tell people like or think through is like build it, build your foundation solid and build up, not the other way around, which is what the economy has said is, oh, yeah, there's no incentive to save. Yeah. There's no incentive. People don't even have 400 bucks if an emergency happens. I'm like, well, that's that's not good. good. That's not good. Right. And I'm like, well, you have to build it in a good way. And it may seem slower, but even thinking about this, you know, building a house, the foundation takes the longest to build, right? I concur. And by building that foundation, and it takes some time, there's a lot of expense just on, on the foundation, right? But if you build that foundation, you can build an amazing house. The problem is most people have built a house with no foundation. You know, and I'm, I'm, I like how you're saying this too, just because my friends and I have, we have had this discussion that where, you know, I'm 36 years old, right? And so, you know, I just bought my first house five, six, seven years ago. But, you know, the point is, is that, you know, with today's society and narrative or whatever you want to say that, you know, when these couples or when people get married, right, they get married, they start buying, you know, two cars, have a family, have a house payment, and, you know, and they're financing these, you know, sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 cars for eight, nine, 10 years. And, you know, and I guess my point is that, you know, we have these discussions just like, how are people doing it? You know, and like, what if they were to lose their jobs yep. tomorrow? I mean, what is their fallback on? And, you know, and I'm sure there's people out there who argue, well, you know, you don't need a plan B, you know, that'll keep you going forward and motivating you. But, you know, I've always liked having a safety net or a foundation. Like you said, just like you said, if we have another black swan event, you know, well, what the hell is going to happen? You know, I mean, yeah. and it gives me peace of mind, too, that knowing that, OK, I'll be OK, you know, and, yeah. you know, the AC blows up tomorrow. I mean, it cost me five hundred thousand dollars. OK, we got it covered. If you can't get that cover, you don't have enough. Wow. Yeah. And it's just, it's just bonkers to me that I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's society, it's just how the world is today. And that, you know, it's almost, do, do people are getting married just to have double incomes in order to afford these, you know, nice cars, nice houses, just to say they're, they are successful. Yeah. And well, it, yeah, it's just, where, where's the, uh, I don't know. I don't, it's just, it's just bonkers to me. I guess that's my whole point that I don't know. Where, and maybe I'm just not. I just don't know, you know, and and I think it's it's capitalism at its finest. I mean, just watch TV for five minutes. Everybody has a plan for your money. Sure, right? everybody does. Uh, and if you do not build that, and this is why I think starting young, having team people on your team, like understanding it, like I'm the safe money guy. I'm I want to build your stability, help you build the foundation. Uh, so that way you can have somebody else on your team that is, you know, the day trader guy that understands that, that is on your, your coach that can help you. Right. But you have to have a team there, but you have to ask the questions and in you and your wife, right. Or I, I believe married. Right. But like, like most people don't even have those conversations. They put their head in the sand 
and keep using the credit card. Mm. And then they they wonder, and, and I'm dealing with crappy problems. And I told the client the other day, I'm like, this is a death by a thousand paper cuts. <laughs> wow. Um, this is horrible. True. And and then we're wondered and we we are left, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where it's all gonna end up. My my goal is in that as an activist is seeing this system and why I got into the finance of, of all things is I'm like, man, there's a lot of people who are screwed. How can I help a couple? And if I can help a couple build a solid foundation, you know, and I don't like using the policy for emergencies, right? That I, I built for sure. Not my biggest fan to do that, but the reality is sometimes crap happens. Right. It does happen. That's for sure. Brandon, uh, I'd like to keep talking to you, but I got to cut this one a little bit short right here. But if people want to uh, find you, if you want to plug anything, yeah, all that good stuff, feel free to do that right now. Yeah, well, of course, go to our channel. We have a lot of uh, YouTube videos at Wealth Wisdom. Uh, if you look up Wealth Wisdom Financial, totally find me on YouTube. We have a podcast. Uh, and then um, if you go to stillmethod.com, you can download our playbook. My wife is about to write a book. She's working on her CFP right now. But um, after we she gets that done, we're going to work on a, a book. And right now our website is Grandma's Wealth Wisdom switching over. But if you want to talk to me directly, uh, go to Grandma's Wealth Wisdom, schedule a meeting. Love to help. I really want to help as many people, you know, as this recession happens, because it will. It's a matter of in five years or 10 years or tomorrow. I don't know. Um, how do I help them navigate that? That's my goal. Yeah. Brandon, I'm glad there's people out there like you wanting to help people and steer people in the right direction rather than just let them fight the wolves and hope for the best, you know? So. Yes. Uh, we there need more of that. We need more of that. Fascinating, Samuel. Well, thanks for doing this with me, man. I, I appreciate it. I enjoyed awesome. the conversation. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Bye, folks. We're out of here. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park